This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good, mate. Thanks for asking. Excellent. Right, I had an email in from Robert. Now this might have happened to a few of our um, dog owner listeners. Okay. He takes his dog for a walk on the beach, on the lead, everything's fine. But there's one place that he goes where he's constantly, well not him, but I think his dog is attacked or threatened by a, this is a pack, I'm not sure. <laughs> so it's other beach dogs. Other beach okay. dogs, other soy dogs. And, and the question is, is, how does he fend off a unruly dog? I don't think it's just street dogs or beach dogs. I think it's unruly dogs in general. In general. Okay. So, how do I keep dogs away from mine? Let's focus mainly on the, the I would say the street dogs. The, the uncontrolled dogs. That we, we've had this discussion before. We've done a podcast on having your dog on and off leash. The Just for the quick caveat, one of the, my pet hate is someone, a dog coming running towards me with the owner behind saying, it's okay, my dog's friendly. Well, great. What if mine isn't? It's will be the same with people. If you never, if you run up to someone you've never, ever met and jump all over them and give them hugs and kisses and start ruffling their hair, you've got to expect the the response is not going to be quite what you want in terms of and if you're a dog owner and you've got no option to recall your dog you should have them on leash you're protecting your own dog and that of others as well in terms of sorry is it robert robert yeah yeah for it's an excellent question and i have spoken to a lot of clients here in phuket about this because here in phuket we do have a lot of street dogs we have a lot of um, strays on the beach out in the streets we have a lot of what I kind of call hybrid dogs, for want of a better term, which is they're sort of owned, but sort of free to do what they want. So the gate's always open, the dog does its own thing, but it just comes and it's my dog, but it does what it wants kind of thing. And a lot of the time, these dogs don't have any social skills or understand how to engage socially with another dog. So, and as much as I can talk to owners and say, look, you can control your own dog. And if I can get my dog just to sit, lie down and be calm with me in a given situation, that in and of itself is often good enough to negate the, the stressful impact on the other dogs, i.e. I'm walking down the beach with my dog. I see this pack of dogs running out. If I can just be calm and get my dog to sit and chill for 10 seconds, the fact that we're being calm, we're being quiet, we're settled down, we're not making any eye contact, that in and of itself projects an image to the other dogs that there's no threat here, there's no drama so we don't have to worry about it. Because I've walked with my dog Maximus on the beach, and this has happened quite a lot. You know, Maximus has <laughs> social um, issues. But even with dogs, we would sit there calmly. You think they would just turn around and go? Sometimes they do. And this also depends on the sociability of the other dog and their ability to read said signals. Sometimes they do. Like I'm running out, bark, 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 scary, nasty, but they stop at a certain point. If our dog and ourself is able to remain calm and I can have my dog at least in a sit, even better in a down because that's a very neutral, very submissive position for our dog to give. It creates a signal to that pack of dogs that there's no threat here, nothing bad is happening. So they might think, oh, okay, fine, this is, this is not an issue. We can bugger off. And they do that and then we can calmly walk off. What usually happens is you can create that element of calm which helps keep the dogs at bay they don't wander off. They might still be barking at you, but they are a few feet away from you. But we've stopped everything. We've stopped the charge. We've stopped all the, the aggression. 
we're nice and calm. We've sat. I'll wait for 10 seconds. The dogs are still keeping their distance. And then I can very calmly step away with my dog. And it's, again, we're into a calm walking off. And off we go. And the dogs will follow and bark for a little while and then go back to where they came from. Now, you've made this sound... Very easy. Very easy. Now, now let me give you my experience. I'm walking on the beach. And it all kicks off. Dogs come out. I'm going, get back, get back, get away. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. Dog. Maximus, come here. Maximus, just get... That's, yeah, that's the normal. That's the normal. Right. And if you think about it from the street dog's perspective, everything was fine until this person walked along with their dog. We went to go and check it all out. It all kicked off. We barked and lunged at them. They buggered off. So if we lunge and bark at these people and their dogs, they will go away and we can be, we'll be back in peace again. And if you think about how many people or how many bikes and how many cars go past every day, it reinforces that particular picture. So you being the one person that stops and sits isn't enough or is never going to be enough to change the mentality of those dogs to say, oh, this is a better way of doing it. But it might be enough to help you in that moment that, okay, you're not as much of a threat as the guy that's shouting at me, screaming at me, looking at me, waving his stick at me. Oh, I didn't say I had a stick, but yeah. It, I, but I, no, and this is, but uh, what I've done, because I have been through this so yeah. many times, especially in Phuket. And for those of you who are listeners who are not in Phuket, there are a an lot of awful lot of street dogs yeah. everywhere we go. And it used to just, I was always constantly on edge mm-hmm. walking Maximus. Yeah. Just in case, even not just street dogs, but there's also dogs that, as you the say, other own dogs are off leash, and there's so many of them as well, um, because owners in Phuket seem to not listen to Barkcast. Yeah, come and see <laughs> yeah. Russell at Canine Point Academy. But I would just, I would get a not get a stick. I wouldn't. I would just bang the stick on the floor. I'd make noise. Yeah, like I'm trying to scare a bear away from coming into my campsite. Yeah, and all we're doing is just we're adding fuel to the fire. What I want to do is go the other way, and just calm. Which is really, really easy to say. To say there's you know five dogs growling and snapping and barking all around me, and I've just got to be cool as beans about that. I know it's easy to say, but it's the better way to deal with it. the The two big things are one is eye contact, because if there are dogs around us, we're making eye contact with them because I want to see where they are and what they're doing. I'm now shouting and screaming, "You go away!" As if they understand what that means. If it's a person, yes, they get that, but dogs don't understand that. They're seeing that as a direct threat. Direct eye contact is very, is very threatening, very dominant, and very rude. So we're giving them all the, we're giving them the, the middle finger the entire time, and expect them to kind of go, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'll just bugger off and go back on my own way." I can't believe you're telling me that dogs don't understand me. Yeah, throughout my whole <laughs> life, I shocking. Thought eh? Saying yeah. sit and Max was going, "Oh, you said sit. Yeah. I'm going to do that." But yeah, telling the beach dogs to bugger off doesn't seem to work quite so well. And there you are waving a stick. Of course, you're going to sort of react to that. So, and the, I've had a discussion with a number of clients and it came up recently as well. The guy was saying, look, I, my dog has been bitten and attacked by the dogs in our, in our soy, in, a, in our, our street, sorry. In terms of genuine street dogs, stray dogs coming out and biting either you or your dog, it does happen. It has happened, but it's rare. It also can depend on how that situation uh, unfolded. You know, what was your dog do? I'm not blaming your dog, but was your dog reacting? Were you reacting? Were you part of this fight? In which case, it just escalated to that particular point. A lot of people do say to me that we were just walking by. We did absolutely nothing. This dog came out of nowhere and just went bang. I wasn't there. It's I, I can't judge. I'm going to take their word for it and give them the benefit of the doubt. And there are some dogs out there that can be like that. So then coming full circle back to our uh, listener's question, how do I protect myself and more importantly, my dog? 
you do what you can. And if that means I've got to swing a left foot at this other dog, or if I've got a stick and I'm prepared to use it on said other dog, I will do that. And I have no issue with that. Now, whoa, 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 I hear you saying. Are you saying, are you advocating beating a dog with a stick or giving it a kick? Sorry, should I have done the whoa, whoa, whoa? Yes, you then? probably should. Okay. Because I imagine whoa. everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 Russell. Are you advocating hitting a dog? In certain circumstances, yes. And I know that's going to send shockwaves through people. I'm not a big fan of it, obviously. I want to do as best I can to avoid any sort of conflict. If you're particularly scared... And it, Remember, our dogs and the other ones are going to respond to our energy. If you're walking down the beach or the street and you're terrified about what might be happening when another dog comes along, all of that tension and energy is projecting massively to the other dogs. It's more likely to escalate. If you having a stick with you gives you a little bit more confidence that at least I can defend myself and my dog, that is going to lower your energy levels to begin with. And that's always a plus. There's also a big difference between me seeing a street dog and just charging after it and giving it welly with a big stick and chasing it down the street and saying, back to your home where you came from, versus me just standing there having a stick by my side for my own protection. So if that dog starts to encroach on my personal space, my first thing to do would might just be a little sort of nudge out to the side, a little flick with the stick. I'm not making eye contact with the dog at this point. Eye contact, like I'm looking at you right now because we're talking, it's polite. If I look off to the side, and I'm having a conversation with you, it's quite rude, but this is the exact mentality and the exact position I want with a street dog. There's Doesn't no help. eye contact. I'm not engaging with you. I'm completely disengaged. I've got a stick here by my side. If you step towards me, I will flick this out towards you. If you step back or stay back, nothing happens. Can I just point out, listener, Russell's looking quite scary right now. One is <laughs> not looking at me, which is freaking me out a little bit. Um, if the dog is in, is in within, like, go away kind of distance, like a little, go away, go away, go away. And that is that not too close already? Should you have tried to have, have stopped the situation beforehand? We all have, and our dogs all have different levels of personal space. And that's just intrinsic. Some people don't mind people being stood right next to them. Other people prefer them to be at least seven feet away. COVID restrictions aside. And can I just say, listener, please... COVID restrictions. At Do least. apply. Still at the moment. Is it yeah. one meter, two meter, or six feet? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, just stay away from everyone. Yeah, just leave everyone alone. In terms of how to utilize my stick versus umbrella or whatever tool I have at my disposal with me, you you just demonstrated to me about that, that shooing away the dogs with my hand. If you think about that particular motion, that's all I want to do with a stick to begin with. So if the dog does take a step too close, it's within my personal space then that is what I'm going to do. I will shoot them away, but I'm using the stick. If the dog continues to encroach, I'm going to be a little bit harder with it. If they continue to encroach, I'll be harder still. If the dog steps back, I don't care if they're barking, growling, acting really aggressive. As long as they're keeping their distance, then fine. I'll hold court and we're, gonna, we're just going to stand here. I'm not looking at you. Again, I'm looking off to the side. I'm not paying any attention. At this point, I'm trying to keep my dog calm and then a sit or engage with me. I might position myself in between the two because, again, I'm here to protect my dog. So, But I want, on one level, this to be all as calm and relaxed and as neutral as possible. But at the same time, I'm here to protect my dog. If the other dog comes steaming in and jumps all over mine, I'll do whatever I have to do. I will kick and wail and scream and grab and hit the other dog because I'm defending my dog. And I don't, ha I don't have any... Com any issues with that. And it's interesting because I've actually... Both of us have been in a situation where I've been with Maximus... 
And there was a dog that took a dislike into Maximus who was just following us. Yeah. And he wasn't showing, but you knew that something was going to happen. And you did position yourself between Maximus and this other dog. And it was just in time where this dog then went for Maximus. And all you did was just a little a push away. It was like a front push kick for those Muay Thai experts out <laughs> there. It was just, hey, get back. Get back. And it was just a little push kick. And he did. He went back straight away. And he knew that that wasn't the right thing to do. And usually in that situation, what would happen is we as the dog owner would continue to scream and shout and chase the other dog. And that's the bit you want to avoid. Because once it's dealt with, it's done. I mean, if the other dog comes back in, then fine. You, and it's, and I, I've had this conversation so many times with owners and, it, or, or, and other people. And it sounds, you know, we're talking about you know, trying to kick a dog or hit them with a stick. And it's not about that. At, at the crux of this, I'm talking about how to defend my dog. How do you defend your child? from some idiot that runs down the street and starts leathering them. You do what you can. You don't just say, well, sorry, Sunshine, I'm not allowed to do anything here. You're on your own. I, uh, I can't do that. That's a very interesting, and, and to put that into analogy for people to understand is, with my kids, I will walk in the road where the car is closest because I'm protecting my kids. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, do you no, know no, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, when yeah, I walk yeah. along the road yeah. and there's no pavement, I will walk where the, you know, yeah, yeah. closest to where the car is because I want to protect them yeah. from said car yeah. as in said dog that doesn't really work because I'm, I'm I, I, taking I know, it like I know a, what you mean though, but at the end of the day you're protecting your kids from life in general that's what you're there to do and we're not saying go out and start hitting dogs what we're saying is is that initial thing like you said is being calm A being calm and B being able to A manage your own situation so having and this does kind of a little bit of a, a personal plug having some obedience control of your dog and I can help you with that that I can get my dog to just sit and or lie down in distracting situations like other dogs being around is massively, massively helpful. Because all of a sudden, your dog is displaying neutral signals to all the other dogs. So your dog and you, by being calm, are basically saying, hey, we're no threat, we're just passing through. What are you going to do about that? Do you want to step into my personal space? In which case, there is going to be a consequence to that that I will control. If you're happy to stand four or five feet back and just bark at us, I'm cool with that too. Because you're, you're offering distance. In which case, we've settled. We're calm. We can now slowly move on. Yes, they might still bark and follow you, but they're keeping distance. If they're keeping distance, you looking at them, shouting, screaming, waving sticks as you go away is not helping. It's going to make it worse. If you're calmer and quieter, by all means, keep an eye on what the other dog is doing because you don't want them lunging up from behind and having a, snip, having a, a nip, obviously. But by being calm in that sort of way is way, way, way more beneficial and going to help you through that situation way better than shouting, screaming, lunging, throwing sticks and what have you because that is going to cause an antagonistic response from the other dogs. And just to add a little caveat to this, I started with touching on other people's pet dogs, the friendly golden retriever. It's okay, my dog's friendly. I don't mind treating that dog in the same way. I don't care that your dog is super, super friendly. I care about my dog. So if your dog comes steaming over and jumps all over mine, I'm going to defend my dog and deal with yours whichever way I see fit to get space for my dog. So should the listener really come and have some confidence training with you at Canine Point Academy? I think the more important part would be, I mean, certainly, yes, if you're here in Phuket or in Thailand, yes, get in touch, let's do some sessions. And it's more about the, the confidence will grow from, if I can get my dog to sit and be calm, in distracting environments, that is half your battle, okay? If your dog 
if dogs come running towards you and your dog's at the end of the leash barking and snapping at them and kind of going crazy, that is not helping. Because, of course, you're now going to get involved. Now we're all barking and screaming. It's just, it's a bit of a cluster. So by having some control of your dog, that's half of your battle. And that now gives you a little bit more confidence because you've got control of your dog. By having control may help to negate the impact of threat to the other dogs, which now again means they're not encroaching quite so much upon you. Now you feel a bit more in control of the situation. You're even calmer still. Yes, you might have your stick or your brolly with you as my defense tool if I need it. Again, helping you to be calmer. That, in essence, is what is going to help you. Well, Robert, I think you've really answer, asked a great question because yeah, yeah. it's a really interesting topic. And I think it's something we could go on. We haven't got time. It's now. a very delicate one. And as there are so many sort of different variables with it. Again, some sort of summary as to, you know, what the hell am I supposed to do next? One key thing you can do is pick your battles. If you're going for a walk in an area where you know there's a bunch of dogs that are constantly charging out, constantly attacking you, they're ripping other dogs to shreds, walk somewhere else. As much as, as a pain as that might be, go somewhere else. If there's other dogs in the area, you can have them behind fences or ask people to put them on leashes. You never know that might help. Try and pick your battles. Thanks, Russ. You're welcome. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.